listening to Hot Talks with Danya and Matt. Today we have a very special guest. He is a record-breaking sailor in the U.S. Navy, but to me, he's just my not-so-little cousin. So everybody, welcome Kiskis. Kiskis. Hi, hi, how are you guys Snaps doing? Snaps for Kiskis. Uh, and uh, something about the, the record-breaking sailor stuff. Our record actually got broken three days after we broke the oh, record. So, we're actually so <laughs> I just lied to everybody on the wow. show. It's good to yeah. know. Thank you for telling us uh, that. So yeah, let, let's talk about the record. What, what, what was the record for? Your so, three-day record, sorry. So um, we had the longest time consecutively out to sea without pulling into a port. So when I got to the ship in February, um, we were scheduled to pull into uh, Spain. And everybody was all excited. And then COVID happened. Ooh. And so they said, okay, we're not pulling into Spain. <laughs> and it turned out to be we're not pulling it in anywhere for, for uh, seven months. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we went uh, 206 days out consecutively to see and uh when we came back our record was broken by uh the uss stout and they made it to 208 days so yeah (laughs) damn those guys are lame (laughs) damn sorry to hear that so how long have you been in the navy Uh, i've been in for just three years okay and then uh i'm about to hit my two-year mark on the ship in february so before you got on the ship like were you just doing training stuff or yeah they put me in school and honestly i wish i could go back because uh school <laughs> school we would go to class for like two hours a day and then um we would uh just go home and then do our thing and at that point my first like year and a half i was like oh i love this i was like i could probably do 20 years and then we got to the ship and i was like okay yeah no <laughs> <laughs> not so much yeah, not so much yeah well we want to hear a little bit about your experience in the navy from how you got recruited boot camp and a little bit more about you know your three years there yeah, so I was kind of like uh, the perfect prey for a recruiter. <laughs> prey? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, someone like that really didn't have anything like planned out or anything like that. I was kind of more like, oh, yes, yeah, I'll do it, whatever. So uh, they came up to me. I was like 17. And then uh, the recruiter, he was like, oh, what do you want to do? I was like, oh, I don't really know. And then uh, he's like, well, you got to go to college? I was like, oh, I don't really know. He was like, oh, you want to join the Navy? I was like, oh, I don't really know. And then... <laughs> And then uh, he got me. He he was like, he was like, oh man, he's like, you can make so much money, blah blah blah, yada yada yada. And I was like, oh really? How much do you make? And he was like, and he pulled out his phone, (laughs) and then he pulled out his bank account, and there was like a hundred k in there. And then I was like, oh my goodness! I was like, that can be me. He was like, yeah man. He's like, that that, that can be you. No, like no problem. I was like, yeah, sign me up. I was like, oh, I'm only seventeen though. He's like, no, but it's fine. He's like, we can get your parents to to ask permission. So one day uh, I'm, talk- I'm talking to my mom and then I just casually bring up, oh, mom, can you sign these papers? She was like, yeah, what's it for? And then I was like, oh, I'm joining the Navy. And like she spits out her wire. She's like, well, you're what? You just drop it on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm joining the Navy. She's like, just sign this real quick. And then she gave me a lecture and then she eventually got to sign it. And then she calls my dad and she was like, hey, I need you to sign these papers that we're about to send you. And then my dad was like, yeah, 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 what's it for? And she was like, oh, yeah, Kiskis has joined the Navy. And he was like, oh, I'm not signing it. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, he did, he, he did not want to sign it. Why? He didn't want me to go. He didn't want me to go. He was like uh, totally like against like uh, the military and everything like that. Oh. But, um, and um, so I told him, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm still going to join anyway. So you can just sign it out now and just help me out. And then, so eventually it took him a while, but he got me to sign it. And then um, it took time to pick a job. And uh, I really didn't even know 
what job I wanted in the Navy either. So you get to choose which job you get to do? Yeah, yeah, you get. They give you like a whole list of jobs based on like your ASAP score. Oh, okay. And then they just say, hey, pick one. But they don't really tell you like the pros and cons of it. They'll just be like, every job is great. Yeah. Like to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Try to sell it to you. <laughs> What'd you, uh, when did you end up scoring on the ASVAP? Uh, I scored an 82, which is like average. It was, it was all right. So, but I had, I had a pretty good uh, job selection. So when I was choosing my job, the lady, she asked me, she was like, Oh, what do you really want to do? And I was like, oh, I don't really know. And she was like, well, I'm 17. I don't know. She, yeah, she was like, well, she's like, well, why are you joining the Navy? And I was like, I, I don't really know. I'm trying to make bank, bro. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to get 100 grand. And then she was like, oh, well, are you joining for school, for money? And I was like, yeah, I guess I want to go to school. And then she was like, okay. So then she was like, here, you'd want to pick this job. And it was like, it was like a weird name. It was like. AECF, I think it was called. And uh, I was like, okay, cool. That's my job. And she's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, you'll work on like electronics and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, it's perfect. She was like telling me how long the contract was. And then she was like, oh, it's a six-year contract. And I was like, eesh. I was like, Jeez. I was like, you guys don't have anything short in that? She's like, oh, no, not really. She's like, but. <laughs> you don't have anything short? I'm looking for a three-year? <laughs> she was like, yeah. She's like, but, but, um, she's like, yeah, but uh, if you do this, you'll get an automatic uh, rank up. Uh, in boot camp and then you'll get automatic uh, e4 after your schooling and i was like oh that sounds great so i went in signed the papers and everything like that and a couple days later my recruiter was like what job did you pick and i was like oh it's like something called like aecf and then he was like oh you know they're giving out ten thousand dollar bonuses for that i was like i was like oh snap i was like are you serious i was like do i get that and he was like well no but (laughs) (laughs) he was like they're doing it (laughs) they're they're doing it now and (laughs) i was like oh man okay that was uh that was my whole recruiting process and job and that was um a year before I actually shipped off to boot camp. So I'm just over here just signing everything, just signing whatever. They gave me the contract, I didn't even read it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> mm. Well you were seventeen, 17. you know, and it kinda then, makes sense. And then um yeah, so I didn't read anything and I was like, Okay, it's it's a year from now, I'm not even gonna worry about it. And in my mind it was like whatever, because I was like, I'm not even gonna like year it's a year from now. So you like, kinda forgot about it? Yeah, I forgot about, I forgot <laughs> I even joined. So then uh, <laughs> They had uh, they had these debt meetings and it's called like the delay entry program and they uh, they want you to go once a month and every month I always had an excuse yeah I was like uh, oh um, I'm going to work or I got this for school yeah 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 and one day I told them that and then they called me in and then uh, they they started kind of yelling at me they're like oh you know if you if you can't even show that you can commit once a month what makes you think we're like you can able you're able to commit you know, for like 20 years or whatever your contract was. And I was like, do I, what do you, like, what is, like, is this how it's going to be? I was like, ugh. <laughs> I was like, jeez. You guys are rude. <laughs> <laughs> and then so um, the day comes where, um, like, the days are getting closer and closer and closer. And I'm just like, oh, snap, I'm shipping out, but it's whatever. So then um, it started getting more real towards, towards, like, you know, the last month. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, I'm shipping out. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, I started freaking out. I was like, no, no, no. What am I doing? And then I was like, oh, I don't really. At the time, I was like, oh, I don't really got a choice now. I was like, I have to go. And then. So at this point, because all the papers are signed, you can't back out at all? No, you, you can. So. Um, oh, okay. So there was still a chance like for you it. to. <laughs> yeah, there, there was still a chance uh, for me to go. So like um, the day before you actually ship out, they make you sign even more paperwork. So. Oh. You can actually dip out before... Like, locking you in even further. Yeah, they, they, that's the one they really lock you in, like, the day you ship out. So, if you if you decided to not go, 
what would have happened? Nothing? Or do you... Oh, yeah, as long as, as long as I didn't sign the last piece of paperwork I had to, then I could just left. But I didn't know that. So then... Of course, they're not going to tell you that. <laughs> no, and I was talking to one of my friend's dad, and he was like, hey, man, he's like, I heard you go join. He's like, that's great. He's like, but uh, take the summer off, like, after you graduate. He was like, everybody's going to tell you to leave right away, but I'm telling you, man, he's like, right now, take the summer off. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And then so I was talking to my recruiter. I was like, hey, man, uh, I want to take the summer off. He was like, no, 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 you don't want to do that. I was talking to my counselor. And I was like, hey, I think I want to take the summer off. She's like, no, 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 no you don't want to do that. So then I kind of let them, <laughs> them like sway me into like leaving right away. And um, the day comes where I have to leave. And I'm like, oh, man. I was like, I was like, I was kind of like, oh, this is like real, real. But then I was like, I was like, oh, I'm super excited because, you know, they're making everything sound like really great and everything like that. The first day we get there, um, I take a plane from Phoenix to Chicago and then I get to the airport in Chicago O'Hare and I just see a whole bunch of people just standing there. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going on. And then I walk up and immediately at the airport, they start yelling. <laughs> They're like, they, 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 uh, I hand them all my information and they just basically tell me just to stand. And they had like these, these ranks, people lined up just standing there waiting for the bus and then they were at detention with their like arms out against their legs and they were just standing there and then i was like man this kind of sucks <laughs> i was like i'm not having I was a like, good time I was like, I'm, like, I'm not even there yet i'm at the airport and i was like this kind of <laughs> sucks and then, so i go to the bathroom and then um there's a, a whole bunch of other guys in there in the bathroom and they're like calling their parents crying and everything like that <laughs> they're <I was> like, <laughs> Like like twenty seconds in, we're not even at boot camp oh yet, God. and like people are like freaking out, and um, so I was I was kind of like I was like okay, this is kind of weird, and then I didn't put two and two together yet to just leave, <laughs> so I should have just like took the next flight back to Phoenix, <laughs> but um, so we get to we get to the buses and like uh, it's a forty five minute ride to the airport, so we get to the airport and uh, they open the doors and then the bus driver's like all right guys, good luck, yada yada yada, and we're like okay cool, and so we're just casually walking out and then there's this dude he opens the door. And I'm like, oh, thank you, sir. He's like, get the fuck inside. Everybody, get the fuck inside right fucking now. Oh and they're like, God. give me your, because they gave us these, these packets of, of papers. And uh, they're like, give me that fucking packet. And then I gave them an Jesus. extra piece of paper that I didn't, it was like a paper from the airport. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, that's mine. And he like throws it on the ground. And like, I had to go pick it up real quick and I had to run back. And then uh, <laughs> they make us line up in these, uh, the, these ranks. And then they're like, everybody, he was like, uh, strip down to the last layer of clothes that you had. So if you had a, a shirt and you were wearing a jacket, you had to take the jacket off and then roll your sleeves up. And then they made us like tuck our sock over our pant and like just some weird stuff. And then they started yelling. And then I laughed. My first instinct was I just started <laughs> laughing because I was thinking about like every movie, like a Full Metal Jacket uh-huh. or like Jar Head yeah. and just like just it's everybody. Ridiculous. Laughing. Yeah, I started laughing. And then there was this girl right next to me. And then she went like, yeah. and then. Um, he started yelling at her, like getting into her face. And like my, I had like laser eyes and I was like, oh fuck, like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get yelled at. And um, they made us take out our phones and then we called our parents. They gave us like 20 seconds to call our parents. They said, all you're going to say to your parents is, I made it here. I love you. I'll talk to you in three weeks. So then I, <laughs> I called wow. my mom. I was like, hey mom, I made it. I love you. I'll call you in three weeks. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she tried to ask me more questions. Like, oh, I got to go. So I hung up my phone. And then from there, uh, they took us to go uh, get a pee test. So we had to get like a urinalysis and everything. And then they made us hold these bottles of pee up against our ear with our arms like flared out like 90 degrees. Wow. And then they made us, they made us just stand there like that, holding it. What's, what's the point of that though? Like it, of, of the yelling of the, 
just to break them down. Right? I guess I get, immediately I it's like yeah, just immediately they just down. start yelling and like uh, it's funny because like they they just they just it's like an act so they love doing it. Mm. Like I, I've seen them like go in the back and just start laughing about yeah, like what they just did. It's theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drama if you guys want a good visual there's this thing on there's this video uh, series on YouTube it's called Making a Sailor and it goes through the whole process oh, of like okay. the boot camp flow but um, yeah so we had like these bottles of urine like up to our ear after we just peed and like they told us not to put our hands down nice and warm yeah they, they were flipping out if somebody put their hands down and then I just had my hands up and like I put my hands slightly down and then some like little lady came up and started yelling to me in my face and then I put it back up and then after that they made us take off our shoes and i think this was like the funniest part of my entire time like that first night um they made us take off our shoes and they made us line up on like this this machine that measures to see if we have like flat foot or like the the pressure points on our feet and then there is this uh there is this asian dude his name was tan and uh he had scored like a 99 on the asvab and like he had like a he had like a nuke job and then so he steps on a machine but the machine uh, was uh, black. And then the RDC was like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I'm just stepping on the machine like you told me to. He was like, what, what's your name? He was like, uh, Tan. And then he's like, what's your job? He's like, oh, I'm a nuke. He's like, oh, you're a nuke, so you're smart, huh? He was like, yeah. He's like, did you go to college? And he was like, yeah. He's like, what do you have? He's like, I have a bachelor's degree. He was like, oh, okay, okay. He's like, so why the fuck did you step on the machine that is off? He was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like so how are you going to turn it on? And then he didn't say anything. He's like, huh? How are you going to tell me? you going to turn on with your bachelor's degree? And then he was, like, he was like, I want you to stay here since you're so fucking smart and look at this machine until it turns on. And then so he waited until everybody else went. And then this dude was standing there for like a, an hour and a half. Oh, my God. And then he was like, oh, did you turn it on yet? He's like, look even harder. And then he turns it on. He's like, oh, there we fucking go. He's like, it turned on. <laughs> <laughs> oh poor kid and then oh this dude was like it was funny because this dude was like 30 or something like that oh, he, was like, he wasn't even a kid so. but it was funny though because it was obvious that like that machine was only even seen turned off so i don't even know what he was thinking and then uh they made us stay up all night the whole entire night we were just standing and they just made us stay up the whole night Jeez. and then uh we ate breakfast in the morning and then like seven people were like throwing up just because they were so tired and everything like that and that's like the first night for everybody and then uh after that it was pretty much just uh folding clothes and uh, marching and i was like as i was folding clothes i was like man this this kind of sucks <laughs> i was like we shot for like one day we shot a gun for one day and then we swam for one day and then uh pretty soon it was just time to graduate and then yeah that was pretty much it wow. as far as boot camp did you get a lot of letters in boot camp yeah yeah i had i had, I had my family sending me letters it was crazy like all the events that happened like while i was gone like the world cup was happening i think like x died like while i was in boot camp mm-hmm. Like, LeBron went to the Lakers, and, like, all this other stuff was happening, and we're just like, oh, like, we got everything through a letter. I don't think I... Did I ever write you a letter? I don't remember. I don't think I did. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. I I think your mom might have said it, but... I think the worst feeling, though, was everybody when everybody got letters and you didn't get a letter. Aww. And you were just like, oh. Did that happen a lot to you? I happened maybe, like, once or twice. But for the most part, I got I got pretty consistent letters. Okay. A lot of people got uh, Dear John letters. Oh, no. In boot camp. What? I don't know what that is. Can you explain? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Matt, you, you want to explain that? Uh, I think it's when it says, uh, basically, I'm leaving you. <laughs> <gasps> what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, like I'm breaking up with you. Yeah, like a whole bunch of deal John letters, and it was it, it, wow. honestly like from my perspective, it was like okay, that's kind of sad. But looking at Icon, it's like it's kind of funny, like because <laughs> the stereotype is like people in the military get get like cheated on and like all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's very true. But you know, it kind of sounds like being in jail almost or being in prison. Yeah, that's what a lot of people compare it to. But there was this guy that actually was in jail, and then he was like, "Yeah, this is nothing like jail. This is much nicer. Yeah, this is much nicer." <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, you're getting paid. So we're like, oh, okay, it's not bad. That's true. And you chose to be there. Yeah, exactly. Like, everybody signed a contract, so, like, nobody could complain. True. So tell us a little bit about the first time that you got deployed and this 206 days on sea. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, after school, they make a... So I think as, as far as every military branch, the Navy does, by far, have, like, the best deployments because, you know, you're getting stopped stop every single country and everything like that yeah. i was really excited coming out of school ready to go on like my first deployment and then so i had my dad drop me off he drove me from north carolina to virginia and then we took a, a water taxi onto the ship and uh the first time i saw a ship it was just surreal it was like it was crazy because it was like this thing in the water and then like we pulled up next to it and it was just like this massive vessel huge. yeah it was huge it was like it was like a i don't know if you guys watch star trek but like there's a scene no. in Star Trek where they're first pulling up to the to the ships in outer space and they're like amazed about like how massive they are and that's how it felt. And um immediately I got into the ship, I looked around, I was like, Oh, this, this is kinda of fucking dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh my goodness, I was like, This is dirty, I was like, it's kinda of hot and then uh they showed me to my rack and then uh your rack is pretty small, so you get like a rack and like oh it opens up like a coffin where you can put all your stuff in and then you get a locker. I really didn't know what to do, so I was trying to walk around and I was getting lost around the ship. It took me like 20 minutes just to find the place where I needed it's like to go. It's like a maze. Yeah, at first it's like a maze, but then after a while you get used to it. And then, um, so I was so excited. I was like, hey guys, uh, like, you guys know any ports we're pulling into? And then like, yeah, we're going to pull into like the Meg. He's like, we're going to pull into Spain, like uh, Italy. We're going to go to Naples. We're going to go Greece, Athens, like all this like cool okay. stuff. And I was excited. And then, you know, one month goes by because we left in February. Then one month goes by and then we're hearing about this thing called coronavirus back home. And then we're like, oh, okay, this is like, because at first when I left, it was like, like you heard whispers of COVID, but like nobody ever took it seriously. What's it called? Wait, what year did you leave? 2019? Yeah, it was, no, it was 2020, like right before the pandemic. Oh, yeah, so, so it was like February. Was February, yeah. oh, like when okay. it was just starting to kick off. Yeah, so um, we heard about that thing called COVID and then, and then we're like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. And then next thing we heard, everybody's on quarantine, lockdown, and we're like, oh, what the fuck? And then like, we're all worried about my fam- our families going back home because like everybody on the ship, from our perspective, it was like there was like this massive, you know, disease that was like, you know, killing everybody. Like a zombie outbreak. Yeah, like a zombie outbreak. <laughs> it reminded me of like World War Z. And uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what the perspective was back home, but that's what it was for us on the ship. And then, so we're all kind of worried. And then, you know, two months goes by and then we're like, oh, I wonder what ports we're still going to hit. And then, you know, three months goes by and then we're like, okay, like, yeah, I think we're going to probably hit a port later on. And then, you know, four months goes by and we're like, oh uh, maybe maybe not and five months goes by and then we're like yeah man we're probably not gonna hit a port oh, man. and you know six months goes by and then we're like yeah let's go home <laughs> we're all just sick of it were they telling you guys like oh we're gonna hit up this port you know we'll be stopping soon i think pretty much after like you know the first like four months everybody kind of stopped asking and just wanted to go home yeah. like nobody wanted pulling anywhere but there was a lot of uh there was a lot of tension like around the ship people were just like already sick of it out. Yeah, because it felt like ground, Groundhog's Day because, you know, you eat at the same time every day. You stay and watch at the same time every day. Oh, you have the same routine every day. And I know um, we talked about this before, how you didn't really bring anything because you didn't know oh. what to bring. So how, how was that? And what did you bring? And how did you really <laughs> occupy yourself during So it was funny because um, I didn't really know what to bring. So I didn't even bring anything. I didn't even bring a blanket because I was like, okay, they're probably going to give me a blanket when I get to the ship. And then so they gave me really thin sheets and this really itchy wool blanket. Oh, God. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it was really uncomfortable. So, like, for the first, like, four months that I was there, I was sleeping in these, like, these sheets. And it was, like, really cold every night and it couldn't keep me warm. And uh, for entertainment, I didn't have any movies, like, no Switch, like, no laptop or anything. 
And so I had this guy airdrop me because I didn't know anybody either. I had this guy airdrop me. This is the end. The <laughs> with Seth Rogen, James uh-huh. Franco, and all them. And so I pretty much watched that movie every single day for like the first two months that oh I was on the God. ship. Like every second of the day, like anytime I had free time, I was watching that movie. And I memorized every single, <laughs> <laughs> I memorized every single line from that movie. And it got to the point where the movie wasn't even funny anymore. <laughs> Can you tell us the line? He was like, oh, "We should make uh, how to go." Oh, I haven't seen that movie since then because I got sick of that movie. <laughs> I remember somebody was watching it, and I was uh, I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I'm leaving the room. I'm not watching this movie." Does yeah. it trigger your? <laughs> it, you it, it, gives, it? it gives me flashbacks so much. <laughs> it gives me so much flashbacks when I when I think about that movie. But um, he was like, "What do you say?" It was like Seth Rogen and James Franco when they're at the party and they're talking about like we should make a remix to a remake to Pineapple Express too. And he was talking about like. Oh yeah, you know I'm thinking about the end. You know, Danny DeVito just fucking eats me. You know, something crazy like that. You know, <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, I thought it was funny when uh, that actually did happen, and like Danny DeVito like bit off his nose. You guys seen yeah, the movie? Right? Right. I've never yeah. seen that movie. So. Uh, it's it's funny if you're watching it. You I know, think for I the first tried time. to watch it and I didn't find it that funny. Yeah, so. after after like the 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 three hundredth time, it, it stopped kind of being funny. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Damn, no books or nothing, huh? I actually uh, I can't read. Oh no. What? No, no, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> I was like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Did you think they're gonna let a guy that can't read join the navy? <laughs> no, I no, I did not that I thought you couldn't read. I thought they wouldn't let you read something like uh, it was prohibited to read uh, or something. Oh, uh, like conformity and everything. No, I don't know. But yeah, so um, yeah, so that's pretty much how it was. But then you know, later on, I started getting more movies, and like it got to the point where pretty much we wa- we saw every single movie they had to offer. So like we were just kind of like rewatching like the same movies every day. But um, after that, and when it was time to pull in, um, actually before that, the captain was, there was an article that came out, and the captain was like, "Oh yeah, our sailors love uh, being sailors. You know, they love being here. We really want this record. You know." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and then. <laughs> and then we're all like yo what the fuck no nobody <laughs> here yeah. wants this record <laughs> and then <laughs> so it was us and then the the dwight d Eisenhower that were out and then we we shared the record together and then the the commanding officer from the ike he's like yeah you know these sailors are kind of tired you know they're doing what they can you know uh big sacrifices they're just trying to go home and then you have our captain saying that we love this shit and like you know <laughs> we're having the time of our lives and everything and we're just like yo what the fuck man <laughs> Can you say that right now? Are you able to say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay. pretty sure. I don't want to get sure you I in can. trouble with that. Yeah, there, there's an article that came out, and then we're just reading it, and we're like, yo, this dude is just full of shit. <laughs> like, this dude is like, but, um, yeah, after that, um, we hit, like, the 160-day mark, and then so we went outside, and we took a picture, and, like, we were just kind of like, it, it, even though it was a record, we were kind of like, it was a record nobody wanted. Yeah. It was just kind of like a... like Not a, a fun record. It was bitter. It was like, <laughs> ugh, dude. Because before, the previous record, I think, was held by the Theodore Roosevelt, and they reached, like, 160 days, and that was, like, right after 9-11. So that's how long they were out. And then... um. So these records only come about in times of, like, emergencies. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, before, the previous one was, like, 160. And I was thinking about it. I was like, this is probably, like, the longest time anybody, like, in human history has been out, like, consecutively to the sea. Because, like, back then, they didn't have, like, supply ships coming out and bringing you food and, you know. Yeah, that's, that, so they had to keep bringing you guys supplies? Yeah, they had, like, they had, like these other, like, big ships come. And then we attach ropes to those ships. And then, you know, they, they bring boxes and, like, other stuff, mail and oh, wow. uh, fuel to the ships so that we could st- continually stay out. Yeah, after like a hundred of those and, you know, just so many months out there, it was like finally time to pull in. And when we pull in, it was like surreal because it was like, that did not just happen. We did not just spend like seven months, you know, out there. And then uh, I got down and then uh, they took us to these buses so we can go see our families. 
And then so I go see my family, and it's me, my it was my dad, my brother, and then my little brothers and sisters. And then so I see all three of them, and then I they're all coming up like oh keys 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 keys, and I go down like to reach them for a hug, and um, my little sister Sarai she smacks me on my face, like just slaps <laughs> me for no reason. I'm and like I literally did not just go through like. <laughs> everything and then seeing you guys and like wrapping my arms around you guys ready to hug you guys and then she just slapped me and it just ruined my whole mood <laughs> and i was like okay I'm welcome gonna, home bitch yeah. i'm going back on the ship yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and then so i saw them and then it was funny because uh, uh i saw my cousin margaret when we went to the house and you know like i just got back and like it just felt like a long just hard working day like yo was just tired exhausted from everything that just happened like into the past year and a half and I go to give Margaret a hug, and she's like, no. <laughs> and then, you know, Margaret's shy and everything like that. She's yeah. like, Wait, okay, but why did your little sister slap you? Just to slap she you? Was, no, she slapped me. She's like, oh, you said you were going to be back or something like that. And then she smacked me in my face. Oh. And then I was just so mad after she smacked me that I didn't even care that I was back home or anything like that. Aw. Sorry, that was your experience. After seven months of but, watching This Is The End. But it, 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 it was funny uh, in hindsight, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can laugh at it now. Yeah, looking na- back. No, nah, definitely not. So yeah, that was pretty much it. There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, stuff that happened like um, throughout like the seven months. But um, for the most part, it was just like just routine, like every day. So what is what's the craziest thing that you've experienced in the Navy? If you're allowed to talk about it, I mean, that, you know, conspiracy. Craziest you know. thing you're allowed to talk. Okay. About. Yeah, craziest <laughs> thing you're allowed to talk. So, about. Honestly, I don't even know any conspiracies or anything top secret like that. Like most of the top secret stuff is just like you know, like signals or like like equipment, you know, like stuff like that. But or like certain frequencies that they go on. Um, I gotta say, the craziest thing that I seen or experienced was one day we had a supply ship come out, and uh, the seas were really rough, and it was already kind of like like a little bit like sketch you know because like you had these waves popping up and everything like that you you shoot the lines over to the next ship and then you have like you know 12 people pulling the lines so that way they can attach the the fueling lines across the ships so that was already happening and then there was this big wave that comes up and then we're like oh and so everybody steps back so everybody gets kind of wet and then it happened again and then uh it happened the third time and then we're like ah and then we all see this big wave come out the water and then we all just take one step back and then it just keeps rising and rising and rising and then next thing you know it just comes and it just wipes everybody out and like i fall straight to my face on the ground and then there's this big dude like in front of me and then his body slams like to the back of mine oh my god and then my face gets dragged along like the floor like maybe 10 feet and everybody is just like wiped out and there's this dude that broke his nose there's this dude that like messed up his like knee really bad it got Jeez. hit like a whole bunch of people were bleeding i was like i had like a cut on the top of my eyebrow and it just wiped us out for like 20 feet oh and then God. at the at, after that they're like okay guys we're gonna stop this because <laughs> it's too dangerous and then we're like yo you could have seen this like right before we done this how high the waves were <laughs> so what do you do you just wait so wait it out no, we just we just did it the next day, but then like we all had to go to medical and then like get taped up and everything like that. Man, that's crazy. But I have to say, before that, before the ship, I have to say like, not it's not really a crazy story, but there, I went out to Chicago with this one, with one uh one of my people living in my barracks, and he invited me to the Big Ten tournament. And like Michigan and Minnesota were playing, and Michigan State was playing, and so he had like courtside seats. It's like the front. And I knew of this guy, and so I was like, yeah, 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 man, let's go. I'm down. And then so I went. And it was St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. So we go, we go to the game, and he was like, oh, man, I could really use a drink. And at the time, I was 18, but I had my brother's ID. And then... <laughs> the brother that he looks nothing like. <laughs> yeah. So I had, I had his ID. And then he was like, yeah, man, I could, really, I could really drink right now. 
and then uh, I knew he was like 18, 19, something like that. Uh, but he was a pretty big dude. He was like Matt size. He was like six four, like two something. And uh, I'm a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't, Matt's a big guy. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, yeah, yeah. Can you handle yourself? And he was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So um, at the time when I was like eighteen, I didn't really drink. I didn't really start drinking until like uh, I was like twenty. But uh, so a year ago. Yeah, it's so like a year ago. <laughs> He's twenty one. Um, so uh, I, I go and I buy him a bottle of Jack, and then we meet up with uh, one of our friends, and they they uh, run in a hotel, and they're having like a couple people over. So um, we get to the hotel, and then I have this bottle of Jack on the counter, and I was like, "Hey, bro, um, I'm gonna use the bathroom real quick." I was like, uh, "Don't wait up." And then so he goes, and then I come back, and then half the bottle is gone. And I'm like, "Oh, dude, you guys are lit, lit." And then they're like, "No, nah, it was all him." And I was like, "What?" Oh god. I was like, "Oh no." I was like, "Oh, okay, that's awesome." And then I thought he could handle his own alcohol too. So then um, we get up and I'm like, hey, man, like we got to go home. We got to go back. Like uh, we had a, cur- a curfew set at like two in the morning. And then he was like, eh. and so he gets up <laughs> and then he just starts like stumbling and everything like that. And then I thought it was funny. I was like, OK, yeah, he's drunk. So then I grab him and he starts fighting me, like like trying to like not leave. And then he's like trying to go back. And then I'm like, no, 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 bro, we got to go. We got to go now. And everybody was like, hey, dude, like you got to go, dude. And then he was like, no, I'm not leaving the party. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. And so, like, it took, like, six of us. And then we were all just, like, pushing him out. Oh pushing him God, out the hotel. the stupid drunks. And then, uh, yeah. And, like, you know, like, this is my first time ever, like, getting, like, drunk with anybody. You know? Um, so, like, I thought, like, I didn't know how, like, people handled their alcohol differently. <laughs> and then, so. <laughs> really? Yeah. Coming from our family? <laughs> so, uh, we're walking to downtown Chicago trying to get to, to the to station. And then he's walking around just yelling. And then next thing I know... Uh, I turn, I, I, I turn the other way, and then I just see a trail of, of water, and you know, so I'm following this this trail of water that's like dripped over to all over the sidewalk, and then I turn the corner, and it's him, and he's just pissing on the building, downtown, and the water Ew. wasn't piss, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was piss instead of water, and I was like, yo, what the fuck? So I thought it was funny, so I recorded my phone, and I like, I, I recorded <laughs> the trail and everything like that. And then we're walking to the station, and then like I like finally I just closed my eyes, and then next thing I know, I hear this dude yelling. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then he's yelling, and then he was like telling this girl in front of us, he was like, hey, I'm trying to fuck. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, I was like, yo, geez. yo, chill, 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 bro. And then the girl turns around and like she kind of moves to her seat. And then another girl comes in, sits down right in front of us like two minutes later, and he grabs her hair. And he's like, hey, I'm trying to fuck. You're hot. And oh, I was like, wow. yo, bro, what the fuck? And then there's these two dudes behind me. They're like, hey, dude, you got a fucking problem? And I was like, hey, guys, sorry about him. Like, you know, he's just drunk and everything like that, too. And then, so he keeps yelling and screaming on the train. And then oh, these the like, like these three dudes are like, yo, you better shut him up before we do. And I'm like, oh, my. And, like, you know, I barely knew, I barely know this guy, you know, but I'm not, like, a bad person. So I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, trying to, like, take care of him at least a little bit. And then he's trying to get out. There's, like, 12, like, no, like, 25 st- stops between, like, downtown Chicago and, like, our, our station. Uh-huh. And he was trying to get off every single one of them. And, like, at this time, I was, like, 140 pounds, you know, like, God. skin and bones, like, when I was, like, first in the Navy. And I'm trying to grab this dude, like, you know, hold him down, the freaking put him in his chair because he's trying to leave at every stop. And, like, he keeps fighting me to get off the station. <laughs> and then, you know, it's finally time for us to get off to our last stop. It was, like, a train ride to hell. It was, like, the worst hour I've ever had in my life, oh dude, because you got people trying to fight him. He's trying to grab everybody. Yelling at everyone. Yeah, yelling at everybody. I was, like, oh, my goodness. And then uh, he ends up, like, hitting me in my face. You know, and oh, wow. I, I think if that situation would happen today, I probably would have just left him. Like, yeah, like I definitely would have like, left him. <laughs> yeah, because I, I barely, I barely knew him. Um, but we get to base, 
And, you know, uh, at this point in our barracks, if you get caught underage drinking, you get in trouble, like in really big trouble. And you get sent to captain's mask, which is like the Navy's version of like a punishment, like punitive punishment. Like jail? Yeah, not like like court, more, more so. It's like okay. kind of their version of court. You just talk to the commanding officer and then he punishes you. He'll give you like uh, restrictions or like he'll take away your pay. Stuff like that, and so we get to we get to we get to the base in the barracks, and then you know we check in, uh, we sign in on the on the front in the lobby, and I take him to his room and I tell his roommate I'm like, hey bro, like keep this dude in here and don't let him out, and then so I throw him in his room and I go in my room and I'm like I'm laying down and I'm like dude finally this night is over I'm like dude that <laughs> was like the most stressful hour I've ever had in my life. You're like I'm never gonna drink. I'm I was drunk. like, uh, and the thing is, I wasn't even I wasn't even drunk, and then I was like, that's the last time I ever drink with somebody I don't know. Like, like it is just bad. I'm not gonna take the responsibility of taking care of someone that I don't know how they get. Yeah. And then two minutes later, I just hear yelling. Oh god. And I hear banging, and then next thing you know, I hear banging on my door, and I hear banging on my neighbor's door, and you know, so on and so forth. And I look outside, and it's this dude running down the hallway, just banging, 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 banging. Oh my god. And then these dudes come up. Uh, that work in the barracks and they're like dude you need to shut the fuck up before we call you know the chief of the guard to come in here and bring the cops and everything and then he didn't stop so then I go back into my room I'm like fuck I was like I'm just gonna say like I, I don't know like like whatever and so <laughs> I don't know the guy <laughs> so then they, they get him and they breathalyze him and then he was like a point two four or something like that oh shit and it was like th- yeah, it was like three times above the legal limit and then somebody knocks on my door and they're like hey you need to go to the office right now and so I go to the office and they're like what happened? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> I've never seen that man like, in my life. I was like, he was fine when I got here. And then, uh, then eventually, like, he was like, no, no, I was out with him, man. We were drinking there. Oh, like that. he snitched on you? Yeah, I was like, dude, are you serious? I was like, fuck. And now you're caught lying? Yeah, now I got caught oh, lying. Man. And at this point, my mom was supposed to come that weekend, or like the weekend after. And so I had to call my mom because, like, when uh, you're in Chicago, they give you certain phases where you can, like, go out. It's so like if you're phase three, you can stay out to two in the morning. If you're phase two, you can stay out to like 12. If you're phase one, you can only like leave until 10. And you can't spend the night outside the base. And uh, so they brought me down to phase one. They breathalyzed me. I blew zero. And then we had to wait to get talked to by like our chiefs and everything like that. So then uh, we go and then we go to a distant player review board. And they're just yelling at me. And like when you're at these these boards, like for distant player review boards, the chiefs in the Navy, they love going to the most extreme scenario to try to teach you a lesson. <laughs> And, like, the thing is, like, you look at these people and, like, yo, y'all were doing the same shit that I was doing, like, 10 years ago. And so they told me, they're like, yeah, I would never trust you on a ship in my entire life because if there was a fire, you would probably let me walk into the fire. And I was like, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? What does that have to do with anything? And then they were saying, like, yeah, you would probably get somebody killed on the ship. And I was like, wait, what the, f-? like, I was like, f- like, I was so confused because they were just, like, talking just like. What do you mean? I got them home. Yeah, they're, they're just talking nonsense. And uh, what's it called? So they make you feel like shit. But um, yeah, so that got over with. After that, we went to go talk to the executive officer of uh, that was in charge of us. And then so he went up to me. He was like, "Hey man, uh, good on you, man." He was like, "You took him home. That was you know pretty good of you. You know you got him there safe." And he was like, "So I'm not really gonna take this any further. We can stop right here. You're not in trouble anymore." And I was like, "Because I thought I was going like XO coming through. XO yeah, came through." And then he was like, he pointed at me when he was talking to me, and then. He points his finger over and he's like, but you, you fucked up. You fucked everything up. <laughs> he was like, you should fucking feel bad for what you put him through and everything like that. You got a fucking problem. You're going to talk to the captain. He's going to take your pay away. And I was like, God damn. And then he was like, and this, they let me go. And then he was just going to yell that. <laughs> like, see ya. Yeah. And then it was funny because they were telling him like, do you, they asked him like, do you have an alcohol problem? And they tell that to everybody who underage drinks. And then he was like, no. 
And then he was like, really? You had a fucking half a bottle of Jack? And he's like, you're telling me you don't have an alcohol problem? He was like, okay, well, yeah, maybe I do. <laughs> it was just one time. <laughs> so, so, yeah, then that happened. And then I ended up seeing the guy, like, a couple months later when I was in Norfolk. And I looked at him, and I was trying to see if that was him. And then, I, like, I recognized that was him. And then he looked at me, and I think he was going to try to say something to me. And I just turned my head and just kept walking. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, nope. <laughs> Give him that cold shoulder. I was like, I was like no, no, no. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was uh, the last time I'll ever drink with that or go to a basketball game in chicago during st patrick's day (laughs) (laughs) triggers everywhere for you (laughs) so i know something that we've talked about is airports and you being in uniform oh my god and the attention that it draws and hang on before we start thank you for your service oh okay thank you (laughs) thank you for your support (laughs) which leads me to everybody telling you thank you for your service and how that makes you feel can you talk about that so uh i never i've only flown in my uniform once and that was when i was on orders but i hate flying in my uniform like um a lot of people like it because a lot of people like flying in uniform because apparently they say they get free drinks from people which i don't know how true it is but yeah i assume maybe i wouldn't buy somebody a free drink um but no that's just because i'm in but um <laughs> yeah so a lot of people they like flying in uniforms i don't like flying in my uniforms personally because like for me it's like uncomfortable i'd rather just go in my sweats and everything like that too but uh, most of the part when people say thank you for your service i'm just like okay thank you because like before when i was in school i was like i really didn't like think twice about it because i was like okay it's kind of like i was i just been in school i haven't been doing anything but you know after i went to ship and after i've been on deployment and seeing what it's like really like out there um it feels nice it feels nice when people say oh thank you for service and i'm just like oh yeah thank you back yeah but before it didn't even feel like anything until like once you're out there yeah, because I know we talked about it, and you were like, I haven't done anything. And people were thanking you, and you felt you said you felt, like, weird because you're like, oh, I haven't really done anything. It just kind of... Yeah, I was like, if only, you know, I'm just taking care of junk people in Chicago. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but, yeah, after you get to ship, it, 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 it is honorable, though. Like, after you get to ship, like, uh, a lot of people, like, they, they're, they're proud of their service. Like, uh, I know for me, um, like, I'm proud of my service, and I'm proud, like, to go out there and everything like that after I'm, I'm all said and done with it. But I don't think I would do it again <laughs> definitely not do it again now you feel like oh you've earned that thank you whereas before you were just like uh, okay yeah 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 more so that because uh there, there's a lot of things that go involved because you know a lot of people have family or like friends uh or like kids like i know a lot of people they miss their child's birth because they're on deployment uh, i know a lot of people like family members like passed away because they're on deployment so like that's like the part that like people just you know sacrifice you know, that they're giving up, obviously. Yeah, their, their time, really. Yeah, really Yeah, really, your time. You know, you give up, like, half a year of your life or more. Or some people give, like, 20 years of your life. But, um, yeah, it, it is really honorable. And, like, I'm, I, I, I see somebody that was in the service. Like, I obviously, like, it's, it's, it's respectable. And, like, you just, you know, like, I tip my hat to everybody who's who served or gone through any of that. So, speaking of time served, are you going to do, like, your six years and then get out? Or are you going to keep going? Oh, no, yeah, definitely uh, six years and get out. It's like... <laughs> I, I I I do love it. I do love uh um you know the people in there and uh I I do respect everybody that that's gone through that. But uh, it's definitely a lifestyle that uh, you got to commit to. So I, I don't know if I if I want to do that for twenty years. Yeah, like it takes a special personality to really. Yeah, it, ta- it takes a special person to, <laughs> to to really like to do that. Um, and a lot of times uh it, it is a better option to do that. But for some people, but for me, it's it's more like do your sex and get out. Yeah. I remember when you were younger, I don't know if you remember this, I would ask you, like, dude, what are you going to do when you're older? Because you didn't really show a passion for much. And every year that you were in high school, you were, you know, whatever your elective was, you're like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. And you went through, like, the photography phase. And Kiskus would 
would be like, oh, look at these cool pictures I took. And it's like a picture of a leaf. (laughs) 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 Of a fence. (laughs) Supposed to be all contemporary and artsy. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was like, I want to be like a photographer and I want to be like a a video, like, you know, a cinematographer. And then like, Mm -hmm. I want to be like an artist or like whatever elective. Yeah, Yeah, whatever elective you had. You're like, (laughs) that's what I want to do. I'm going to do. But it it really surprised me that you joined the Navy. And yeah, I was like really proud of you for, you know, sticking to something like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And it's like, oh, what? Like, that's crazy. Like, Kiskis. Something to know about Kiskis. (laughs) He is, for starters, he's the favorite son. Hands down. If (laughs) you go to my. (laughs) If you go to um, my Thea's house, his mom is a big picture of Kiski, like a poster-sized picture of Kiski's <laughs> when he was in baseball. And then you have, like, miniature pictures of his siblings. So, <laughs> so he's the favorite son. He's also, I would argue, the favorite cousin. Like, we all love Kiski's. You're the favorite nephew. You're like, oh, Kiski's, Lawrence Kiski's. So, um, yeah, it was, it was cool to see, like, you were doing something really positive, yeah. I would say. You know, going into the military and serving I think uh, the funny part about that is, like, for me, like, um, I, I, I do bounce around, like, from, like, different hobbies. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this, and I want to do this. But now I join the Navy, I'm like, fuck, I have to do this. <laughs> so, like, there's no, there's, no, job. there's no there's no other choice, you know. It's like that or go to jail, you know. Uh, if, if you want to get if you want to get out, like, just not, like on your own. Yeah. But, you just got to shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to do all that. But, uh, yeah, no, it is. It is. It's definitely made me more um, consistent and like uh, definitely more like I'm more on the schedule now and like like setting schedules opposed or like long term goals at the same time opposed to being like, you know, this day that this day that. Yeah, I've seen definitely a lot of growth in you, especially the first time you came back to visit the family because you were always and you still are very (laughs) jokey, jokey. But I noticed you were way calmer, like, because you know the family, we're funny, oh, yeah, we're yeah, loud, yeah. we're, uh, most of them are extroverts, you know, they're crazy. And, yeah. like, I saw, like, I did see a change in you when you came back, but you were just more calm, you seemed like you really matured a lot, and you were just kind of like, I'm an adult now, like, this is what I'm doing, I'm yeah, taking no, my it, business. Yeah, it's, a, it's, um, it's funny, so, like, I was 19 when I got to the ship, and, like, uh, even though, like, I was 19, you get to the ship, and they expected you, you know, to work like grown man hours you know like we're working like maybe like 40 50 60 hours a week sometimes like even more or less and then uh it's like a lot to take in especially like when you're first like you know starting off and um yeah i was just like that that was like really the big shock is like okay now i'm surrounded by other grown men and now they're expecting me to like be at the same place at their level yeah did, did you have a job before the navy yeah, I worked at, so I'm pretty sure the whole family worked at uh, Hufferman. I, did you work at Hufferman? <laughs> I did. That was my first job. <laughs> yeah, that was my first job, too. Thank so Hufferman you. was like a bottling factory, and then, like, we would uh, <laughs> we would uh, just tighten bottles and put them in boxes all day. Yeah, I did shipping at that. Co- it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. It- I remember Ross being a, no, was his name Ross? Yeah, it was Ross. Yeah, he was a really cheap, <laughs> as far as, like, uh, paying, yeah, paying the workers. I started off making, like, seven something, seven bucks and something. Yeah, I think I got, like, eight. Well, so. and then I moved up to shipping because I was like, I'm not making any money. And I, I went to go talk to the boss. I'm like, hey, can I do shipping? Like, I'm always there. I'm kind of learning. Um, and then he said, yeah. And then he paid me $10, I <laughs> which I was like, woohoo, 10 bucks. I, I think it was really funny because uh, me and Danny were working there for the summer, but we're working like 40 hours a week. And um, we would uh, stack the boxes and make like a little secret hiding spot where we would take naps. <laughs> <laughs> so he On would- the clock. Yeah, on the clock. So he would go take a nap for a little bit, and then uh, I would come back and then take a nap for a little bit. And uh, one day they were moving boxes like with the forklifts, 
and then they they opened up a section and then they caught Danny sleeping. Oh, no. And then uh, it was funny because Alberto, the boss, he came up later because he heard about it. And then he asked Danny, he was like, hey, where were you all day? And then Danny was like, oh, I was uh, I was in the bathroom. And he was like, oh, really? Because I, I checked the bathroom and you went in there. Oh, <laughs> and then he was like, okay, man, I was sleeping. Because he already knew. Yeah. <laughs> you got God. And then Alberto was like, okay, well, just make sure it doesn't happen again. And then, like, there's one time where I was outside just, you know, on my phone. And I, like, I was supposed to be inside working. And I see Alberto pull up in this car and then walk out and see me. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I, like, I just wave at him. And he kind of just gives me a look. And then at the same time, I'm thinking, I'm like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 what are you doing? You were supposed to be on clock like, like four hours ago. What are you doing? Like just pulling up. And then, uh, yeah, so that was, that was my first job. And I think that one was probably like the worst job, job ever. That job was just terrible. We, we all worked there. I think maybe Stephanie didn't work there. Yeah, no, the whole, like, truly, yeah, the younger the, ones, but well, the, Stephanie's my age, but she was doing something else. But the whole family has all worked there. That job fucking sucked. It was hot. You're just packing yeah. boxes in a warehouse. I, You're not getting warehouse pay. No, not at all. Not one bit. No. No, no. I remember I was working uh, where they make the screens for the for the logos and the bottles. Yeah. And then Alex had already been working there for a while. And then so me and Danny were working at the same job he did. And then so me and Danny were like uh, trying to figure out the most efficient way to do everything. And when Alex came in, me and Danny were just like two weeks into this, you know, and Alex already been working there for a while. So me and Danny came in and then we're trying to tell Alex how to do it, <laughs> like how to do his job. And then Alex got mad because he was like, dude, I've been working here for a long time. I found every single way, like the most efficient way to do everything. I don't need you guys telling me how to do my job because like we're, me and Danny were being like hella cocky towards him. Oh, man. And, and Alex is my brother for those that don't know. And so, he had been, he's actually, he had worked there since he was 16. So he was like 20 at this point in the same position. Yeah. So yeah, I could see him getting frustrated at you guys trying to tell him. Like, Coming in two, weeks. two weeks later, <laughs> a bunch of like, kids. It was every day too. It was every day. Like we would tell him like, hey, you need to do this and you do that. And then <laughs> <laughs> every day was the same thing that he told us. Because you guys were first shift and we were second shift. Yeah. So we, were yeah. T- we would work two to 10 and you guys were there like six to two. Yeah, we're there from like six to two. But yeah, that was during the summer. But yeah, that made me never, ever want to work in like a factory ever again same yeah same and after i remember i was working at applebee's and i was like 16 at this time and like uh oh i remember i think i went for my 21st birthday there really yeah was i working you were uh, you guys came out and sang me happy birthday that year yeah i remember uh so like that was like my my first job outside of like that that uh factory and like a lot of the family worked there so it was like it felt like a job but kind of didn't and more felt like you know we we're all just like yeah, just like, fucking around. Yeah, just hanging fucking out. out. Yeah, just hanging out. It was really. a lot of. It was like a mix of young people working there, and, and then like, like old, old people, people and yeah. like aunts and stuff. Uncle, my dad worked. He was like the manager there. It was just like a family. Yeah, thing. yeah. I remember Irving worked there too. Uh, uh, my other cousin. My brother Irving. Um, I think so. Yeah. And Dude, the, his Erica, my sister-in-law worked there. Like I'm telling you, the whole. I remember family. he was telling me stories where like he would like make a little bed for Erica, and then she would clock in, and then she would just be sleeping. <laughs> they like, just robbed <laughs> No, I actually worked though. That's probably why they went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> For real. No, we were. We were. I was a good worker. I. I would like to say. Yeah, I would like to say I, I was killing it. I was. I was. No, I wasn't. I was. I was, I was not. Um, yeah, no. I remember I was, after Applebee's, I was working in like. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever worked in a restaurant, but like, or been a host at a restaurant, but uh, I know a lot of times service like to be really like dramatic. Or like really like you know like bitchy, and uh, so I was a host with each other, right? with with each other, and of yeah. course like uh, people like complaining a lot, and uh, and if the managers don't get involved, then you know it's just gonna like just cause Armageddon. But I was working, 
and then uh i didn't know the concept have you guys worked in a restaurant before no 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 so uh you, when you're a host you gotta make a rotation for people so you gotta sit uh a table for one server then sit a table for their server because service every different sections and um I didn't know anything like about that. So I would sit like, you know, three straight customers in the server section and then one server is going to get overwhelmed and the other server doesn't have any tables. So they get mad at me. <laughs> and so like, you're pretty much controlling like who gets paid more. Oh, wow. And who I didn't know that. And then, so, uh, I had people come up to me every single day and then, uh, I have like, uh, my managers talking to me and everything like that. And then you would think, you know, after the first time, third time, my first couple of times, you know, this person would get it. And then I kept doing that like my first like <laughs> two months working there. It just didn't click to me. Oh my god! And, and so I was so bad. And like I remember like the servers would like like talk about me and everything like that. Like how bad the job I was doing. And like at the time, like I never really felt like uh like bad or bad or I never really felt down. Like when they would say so to me, I was always just like, oh man. And then <laughs> <laughs> damn, that sucks. Oh well. <laughs> I was like, man. I was like, damn. Every time I would make a mistake, I was like, man. <laughs> and then uh, I, I got over it but then i remember there was one time uh there's this dude and i it was like two in the morning and like i just sat him at a table and then there's these customers that came in they're like oh can we sit right there and then i was like i was trying to remember i was like oh fuck i'm gonna double see him i don't want to sit him right there and i was like trying to tell the customers i was like oh we actually got the same spot over there and they're like no 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 we want to sit right there and i was like okay and then so i go and i sit them down and then i tell the dude in the back i was like hey bro uh i just set you this table i was like i'm gonna get their drinks for them and then he's like sweeping up ice that he just spilled or something like that then he grabs his broom and he slams it on the ground and he's like did you just sit me up another fucking table are you fucking kidding me i was like he's like what the fuck is wrong with you and like i was 16 i was like oh my bad bro a lot a lot a lot <laughs> i was like oh my bad man and so I, I just left and I gave him the waters. And then I, I just thought it was funny because like if that was if that would happen to me today, obviously like I would react differently. But like I was like Right, you were literally a teenager. I, I was like literally a teenager and these are like thirty year olds, you know, forty year olds. Just yeah. yelling at you. Yeah, yelling at me because like I'm basically in charge of the rent. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Like who's getting there? Who's like who? You know they're gonna get tipped by a table or not? Yeah. You know? God. And then actually it was funny because I remember this one time it was Christmas Eve and it was like the restaurant closed like at eight o'clock and it was a seven at this point and you know all the servers they went up to me and they're like hey don't send me any more I don't want any more tables all the servers yeah said all that? of them said that I was like okay well nobody wants tables anymore everybody gonna sit so customers started coming in and I started telling them I was like hey guys sorry but uh, the kitchen just closed so we're actually not you know um seating anybody right now but you're welcome to sit down and at the bar or something like that you know wait was this still at applebee's yeah or was this, this, when you was were at... this was still at applebee's oh, oh okay. so, so then uh i kept telling that to a whole bunch of customers like maybe because like, like a whole bunch of people started coming in because i was trying to leave all the servers were trying to leave because it was christmas eve and i really wasn't even trying to like work so i started telling that to a whole bunch of customers and then they started getting pissed off at me like people were cussing me out they're like okay well why the fuck are you guys closing at eight if you guys are really closing at seven and i was like i'm sorry sir that's just the way you know that we're doing stuff and then you know they'll just walk out angrily like slamming the doors and shit like that and then uh apparently somebody called the store oh, and God. was like hey you, yeah, yeah yeah they called the store they're like hey uh why are you guys closing early your host said uh, that you know i wasn't allowed to come in blah blah yada yada so the manager comes up to me he's like hey why are we not sitting people and i was like oh you know um you know just because you know some tables are full there's a way yada 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 and he was like, yeah, well, there's tables open. And I told him, I was like, you know, honestly, man, like, I'm just trying to, like, go home. And so is everybody else. He was like, okay. Oh, then, oh, he was like, cool. okay. <laughs> he just, that he makes just sense. turned around. He was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And then oh, he just hey, around. me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just got to be honest, you know? Yeah. So then uh, after that, I was, I was pretty much done with that place. That was, I was like 16, so I was like, okay, I'm not working here anymore. 
Cause it was, like working at restaurants like super stressful. Like for anybody yeah. that's ever worked in there, like I never have, but it pisses me off when people are rude to like waiters and stuff. Yeah, dude. So I remember like I got like cussed at before by customers. Like I've been like like screamed at. And, like people talk to me about like why their food is undercooked. And I'm like, bro, I'm not the fucking cook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for real. So, what's more stressful, the Navy or Applebee's? Oh, oof. That, that is <laughs> that's a, a good that question. is a that's a good one. Um, I gotta say. Uh, during the peak, I'd say uh, a restaurant uh, can be more stressful <laughs> than uh, than the Navy. Definitely, um, the Navy is more like a long long term stress. Like you're stressed over like a long period of time. You're not really stressed, but you're just you know exhausted. It's just, just a low constant. Sit, stress. sit. You're just sick of everything, you know. And then the restaurant I was like for this thirty thirty minute to like three hour period where it's like a big rush. You're just gonna be fucked up. <laughs> you're just gonna be stressed <laughs> the fuck out, dude, to the max. And, like, I don't think I've ever experienced, like, more stress than, like, you know, a whole bunch of customers coming in, cussing you out, waiting, having to talk to everybody. Staring at you. Yeah, staring at you <laughs> and all that stuff. Man. Uh, so I got to ask, because I'm fairly new to the family. <laughs> That's right. A personal question. Why Why do they call you Keys Keys? Uh, so I think when I was born, my aunt just made a random sound. She was like, Keys 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 Keys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which aunt? Which aunt? It was uh, my tia Rocio. So uh, yeah, she just made her. I think she just made a random sound one day, and then um, from then on, uh, people just started calling me Kiskis, and it kind of <laughs> just stuck. And it's funny because your whole family, you guys, well, except for your older sister Stephanie, you guys are not called your real names. No, no, not one. Like you're Kiskis, and you have your brother Danny, but his real name is like Alejandro. Alejandro. And then and you have your younger sister Chulis, who her real name is Tahani. Yeah, I don't even know where Chulis comes from, or like the sound. Like these names, like Chulis, Kiskis, they're like they these don't are common. They're not. No, they don't even sound English or any other language. I think Chulis was like Chula. Chula. I don't know. It sounds like alien, like foreign, like. Well, Kiski sounds a little. Yeah. But tell everybody your real name. Uh, so uh, my government name is uh, Gabriel <laughs> Gabriel Garcia. So but, no middle name. Yeah, every time when you come back and we kind of have a big reunion with your friends and they're calling you Gabriel, it's just like, ugh, or Gabe, yeah. or like, ugh, who's that? <laughs> That's how I feel uh, with Danny when they call him Alejandro, or Chuli is where they call her Tahani. I'm just yeah, like, Yeah, I'm just like, it just feels wrong. It's like, that's not their name. Yeah, I, I, I've got, a lot of people feel that way, too, about like their nicknames. Can I just tell you, it's very confusing. Oh, really? <laughs> coming into this family and everyone's got two separate names. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, I know uh, one of our cousins... Uh, like, we call him, like, Chico Pancho, but that's not his real name. Right. Like, Chupitos, and that's not a real name. No, like, yeah. Lalo, that's not a real name. I don't like, even know the real names, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like no, there's ass. a lot, right? I don't even, like, know, know the real names. Yeah. It's just a thing in Hispanic households to have a nickname. A I don't have a it's nickname, like, It's, like, not even a nickname. It's just a sound. Like, you can name somebody, like, blah. It's cute, <laughs> though. It's cute to have a nickname, you know? And it's, like, that's my family. Like, they get to call me that, you yeah, know? Yeah. I think that's pretty special. So, talk to us about... Um, your new deployment that you're going on is yeah. that how you say it? I don't know if I'm using the word correctly. You say new deployment? I don't know. We're just enough. going on deployment again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, we're going out right now. We're scheduled uh, to come back like later, like this summer. But yeah, basically we're leaving on the 28th, and then you know, Godspeed. So <laughs> so you're leaving like September 28th. Yeah, September 28th. And you're not coming back till next summer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so far. So yeah. Um, we're supposed to be, you know, hitting out, hitting some ports. So hopefully, you'll get to actually yeah, see the yeah, countries, different countries. And yeah. Stuff. So if we go 206 days again, I might actually, you know, just like go AWOL. <laughs> yeah, go AWOL. <laughs> I might leave. Deuces. Know, do like, 
So. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah I uh, mean, hopefully this time around, it's a little better than your first time. Tell us what you're going to be bringing with you. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah. So anybody that's actually out there, like, you know, going on their first deployment in the Navy or, you know, they just came out of school, <laughs> you got room. You, you do have room. I don't, like, people say, like, you don't have a lot of room, but you definitely have room. So I'm definitely bringing my, my pillow blanket <laughs> oh the basics <laughs> the essentials <laughs> my towel you know my shampoo uh my shower shoes you know probably some, that something stuff. to read stuff <laughs> yeah no i'm bringing that i'm definitely bringing movies definitely bringing you know entertainment you know just i'll be a lot more prepared this time opposed to opposed to last time yeah for sure because it make it seem like you can't bring a lot but you actually do have you know pretty good amount of space okay well it sounds like this time around will be a lot better yeah so uh i'll make sure you know send you guys letters you know, we'll send emails, you emails. emails yeah. well, I'll for sure send you an email. <laughs> you just got to give me your email address so I can. Yeah, it's uh, gabrielgarcia7055 at gmail.com. In case All right. Wants if, to send me. Yeah, if anybody <laughs> wants to send my cousin if some If anyone wants mail. to thank <laughs> Keys Keys for his <laughs> service. Yeah, just go ahead and hit him up at that email. I'm sure he would appreciate it. Cool. Well, do you have any more questions? Um, I think that's it. I think that is the episode for today. <laughs> Keys Keys, thank you so much for coming on our show. You're our first guest. Thank you for having me. Thank you. you know, Th- thank you for doing a majority of the talking. Yeah. <laughs> th- hey, thank you for your service. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you for your support. We yeah. learned a lot. I enjoyed every story time that you had. <laughs> yeah, thanks for all the stories. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. All right, bye. 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 God bless America. <laughs>